Hello everybody, my name is Michael and welcome back to Last the First. Alright, so today I am bringing my first driver ratings um, and it's going to be from the United States Grand Prix. An interesting race and uh, excited to start going into the driver ratings every week as well. Um, later this week I'll have out my predictions uh, for the Mexico Grand Prix and then of course uh, for Brazil to follow after that. A busy couple weeks but let's get into the driver ratings then. So starting first uh, with AlphaTauri uh, with those two drivers I'm going to go in reverse championship order, constructors championship order and starting off with Yuki Tsunoda. I'm giving him a 9 out of 10. I think he had a really great race. He scored five points after the disqualifications, uh, including a fastest lap as well. Uh, so that was actually pretty good that he had a gap to squeeze into to be able to put on the softs and get a fastest lap. Definitely um, surprised that he had that much of a, a gap being in the midfield. But a super great drive from him, really great race craft. I saw a clip of him going side by side with, I think, one of the Haas drivers, um, if I remember correctly, for like half the lap. So great, great um race craft from him great strategy and just a strong performance overall so i'm giving him a 9 out of 10 next up daniel ricardo uh, i'm giving him a 6 out of 10 little bit uh, of a difficult one to judge um, because of the damage on his car um, assuming that had a pretty big impact it seemed like he did he said that it did have um, a big impact on him as well as the one-stop strategy just clearly wasn't the way to go so a bit tough to judge exactly how ricardo's return was seems like it's difficult to judge him and yuki sonoda um, to know who is really coming out on uh, top in that team but yeah ricardo six out of ten next going into the Haas lineup uh going with nico holkenberg to start things out uh giving him a five out of ten I think another tough one to judge with the Haas team. Overall, they just didn't have the pace this weekend. Their upgrades didn't seem to do what they were hoping it to or propel them uh, far forward. I thought they were going to get some points this weekend, and unfortunately for them, that did not happen. So a little tough to judge, um, but yeah, it just wasn't fast enough overall. Giving him a 5 out of 10, um, just right down the middle. He, he still beat his teammate in both the sprint race as well as the race, so got to rate him a little higher uh, than his teammate Magnuson. But for Kevin Magnuson, giving him a 4 out of 5, basically the same as Holkenberg, except he was uh, behind Holkenberg in, in the sessions and the races. So, you know, just didn't quite have the pace in the car this weekend and wound up behind his teammate. So got to give him a similar grade, but slightly less uh, than Holkenberg. Now on to Alfa Romeo. Starting off with Valtteri Bottas, giving him a 5.5 out of 10. I think kind of similar to the Haas team. They just didn't really have the pace. The car just wasn't the best around here. So it's kind of tough to judge. Um, he did beat his teammate, of course, Joe Guan Yu. So that is always a positive. First step is always beating your teammate. So that's good. But another pretty anonymous weekend from Botas and Alfa Romeo in general. I feel like I didn't see much at all of him or Joe Guan Yu at all. With uh, Joe Guan Yu, giving him a 5 out of 10. Once again, uh, pretty anonymous. Uh, similar to Botas, just didn't have the pace. 
finish behind him uh, in both the sprint and the race. So got to give him a slightly lower grade than his teammate Botas. Next up, looking at the Williams lineup, both uh, Elbon and Sargent were, of course, pretty fortuitous with the disqualifications of Hamilton and Leclerc, but you got to be in it to win it, and they took advantage of the points. So for Alex Albon, I'm giving him an 8.5 out of 10. I think he got the most out of the car this weekend. The Williams didn't look the most stunning, but it had enough pace to be right on the outskirts of points. And because of that, he was able to take advantage of those disqualifications and score a couple big points for Williams, which is really big in the constructors. They really want to hold on to seventh, of course. And with AlphaTauri uh, and Yuki Tsunoda having a good weekend scoring five points, doubling their previous amount of points, it was really important for Williams to score some points. So three points for Williams, two points for Elbon, um, and that helped uh keep their lead a little more than it would have if Alpha Atari would have gotten uh, five points to zero. Continuing with the Williams pair, Logan Sargent, I'm giving him an eight out of 10. Of course, he had uh, he got his first point in Formula One this weekend. Again, pretty fortuitous, but he had to be there to get the point, giving him slightly less than Elbon because he was down on pace compared to Elbon, but he did finish right behind him and had probably his strongest weekend of the year. So good for Logan Sargent, got that first point, and we'll see what the rest of the year holds for him. Next up, looking at the Alpine drivers, Esteban Ocon, I am going with a 5 out of 10. Kind of similar to the Hasses and the Alfa Romeos, just feel it was tough to judge, just in a different way. I think the Alpines, of course, had some pace since Gasly did uh, get some good points in sixth after the disqualifications, but uh, it's really tough to judge with Ocon after that first lap incident. Obviously, had to retire, so nothing would have came out of that. What uh, would have happened if he did uh, continue on in the race? I think there's a good chance he could have got a couple points or a point or two, but the world uh, will never know. The Alpine drivers are kind of funny. I feel like they're completely opposites to each other. Uh, when one has a good race weekend, the other one just completely fumbles, and it seems to go back and forth. So Gasly did good this weekend, and Ocon uh, had a first lap incident that resulted in a uh, DNF. So maybe next weekend Ocon will have another good race, and then Gasly will be behind. Speaking of Pierre Gasly, going with an 8 out of 10 for him. I think he got the most out of the Alpine package this weekend. Um, drove a quiet but steady race, got some solid points on the board, and right where Alpine uh, should be, um, I would say, that car, uh, right on the edges of points, and just a clean weekend from him overall. Moving on to Aston Martin um, with Fernando Alonso. Going to go with a 6 out of 10 for him. feel like it was a pretty lackluster weekend from Fernando Alonso. Again, tough to judge. He retired in the race. He had the old spec of the Aston Martin, and just in general, the Aston Martin just didn't have a ton of pace, even though Stroll was able to score some points, but uh, mostly just a weekend of gathering data and seeing if they can make these upgrades work because Aston has just been on um, on the downturn uh, the past several races, really, the second half of the season. But uh, we'll see what they can do if they learn some things from the upgrade. Uh, Alonso didn't necessarily have a magic weekend. And just in general, Aston had a weekend to forget, I would say. However, with Lance Stroll, he did perform surprisingly well. He finally ended his points drought, so I'm going to give him an 8 out of 10. 
uh, pit lane to points too. Uh, so quite impressive. He had decent race pace and um, yeah, did better than Alonso in the race. Got a couple of good points and it was his first points since uh, the summer break, which is hard to believe. So a good drive from Lance Stroll overall, and it's going to be an 8 out of 10 for him. Next up with the McLaren duo, uh, starting with Lando Norris, giving him a 9 out of 10. I mean, what is there to say? He had a great weekend. I think he was one of the best drivers of the entire weekend. Of course, he got a podium on Sunday, with or without the disqualification of Hamilton. He still would have been on that podium. So a great drive from him. Uh, he's continuing to show how... He is the number, not necessarily the number one driver there, but uh, that he does have the pace advantage over Piastri and continuing to show that McLaren has good pace with the upgrades. Um, not quite as much to topple the Mercedes and obviously the Red Bull um, this weekend, but he legitimately was fighting uh, for a win at the beginning and had a legitimate um, lead uh, and first for a while. He was genuinely leading for a while. So really impressive and mature drive from Norris and a 9 out of 10 for me. With Oscar Piastri going with a 5 out of 10 for him, once again, I think... Uh, it's another tough one to judge with that lap one incident that forced him to retire eventually. But I think overall in the weekend, he was just a step behind Norris. He didn't quite have the pace all all weekend. Um, I know Norris, or I'm sorry, Piastri uh, has been struggling a little bit with the high degradation tracks, and this was one of them. So maybe in the sprint race, he seemed to fall behind. Maybe he pushed the tires a little too hard and overall just didn't quite have the pace um, uh, over the course of the weekend and not uh, near Norris. What would have happened if he didn't have that lap one incident, didn't have to retire? I'm not sure. I don't think he would have been quite fighting Norris, but I'm sure he would have scored some solid points. All right, next up, the Ferrari pair. So Charles Leclerc giving him an eight, eight and a half out of 10. So even though, of course, he was disqualified and went from P1 to P6 uh, before the disqualification, uh, he obviously had the Friday pole and he almost had uh, the sprint pole as well. So obviously he had the pace in the car and he was able to extract it, unlike his teammate. He completely outperformed his teammates, even though the track results on Sunday didn't quite show that. But um, yeah, the poor strategy and the tire deg uh, on the Ferrari with Leclerc just caused him to be uh, a bit weaker than Sainz and for him to finish behind him. But overall, um, I think the issues were generally out of his control. So I've still got to give him uh, a pretty high rating because I think he was another standout driver of the weekend. Carlos Sainz was a little less standout this weekend, giving him a six and a half out of 10. I don't think it was a bad weekend by any means. And he certainly maximized it by the end of the race on Sunday. But the entire weekend, he was behind uh, Leclerc pretty substantially on pace. Uh, and he fortuitously got, got the po podium. He didn't really have the pace, but um, he was still in the position to win it again uh, to get the podium. I mean, I feel like it was one of those no man's land weekends for signs where he was just behind Leclerc and kind of in his 
own world, just not able to extract the most out of the car. But he did uh, kind of come alive on Sunday, had a good race. And then, of course, with Leclerc's uh, poor strategy, he was able to pass Leclerc uh, and get ahead of him on Sunday. But overall, I think an underperformance from Sainz and uh, finish behind uh, just overall was not as quick as his teammate this weekend. Next up, the Mercedes pair, starting with Lewis Hamilton. I'm giving him a 9.5 out of 10. Despite the disqualification, I don't think that was uh, his fault by any means. Uh, I would say he was probably driver of the weekend, in my opinion. Uh, he was very close to pole position on the sprint and the Friday qualifying, and he was genuinely challenging for a race win. He had a great shot of winning on Sunday, uh, regardless of the disqualification, and given a few more laps, I think he uh, potentially could have passed Verstappen. I think those upgrades seem to be doing something positive for the Mercedes, and Hamilton said it himself that maybe the upgrade was only a tenth of a second, but he feels a lot more comfortable with the car, so he's got a good feeling out of it. Um, He's had another tenth out of the car just from the feel that he's getting, so that's certainly uh, good news. He looks rejuvenated, uh, partially from being in America because he loves that track, uh, as well as with the new upgrade. But overall, he comfortably beat his teammates and pretty comfortably beat Lando Norris uh, in the end as well. So nine out of nine and a half out of ten for Hamilton. George Russell, I'm giving a six out of ten. I was quite disappointed in Russell's performance this weekend. Uh, I feel like it's kind of the story of his uh, of his year. Really, he was just consistently behind Hamilton. He was kind of in no man's land like Sainz was, just didn't quite have the have the pace um, in the race or in qualifying, um, didn't qualify very well. I think he started the sprint, what, 11th, and then, uh, or maybe that was the race uh, on Sunday, but just overall not the best qualifying from him, and I think he realistically should have beat uh, Sainz and uh, Perez as well if he would have qualified a little better obviously that Mercedes had pace just Russell wasn't able to extract it so six out of ten for me lastly looking at the Red Bull duo starting with Max Verstappen I'm giving him a I'm going back and forth on a nine or a nine and a half out of ten um, as I was kind of going through this I wanted to give him a nine but then I realized there's not much to knock him down on um, I can say that he spun in quali and he had his lap time deleted, causing him to start down the order. But, you know, that certainly happens um, on occasion uh, with the track limit stuff going on right now. And even though he started down the order, he still had flawless uh, execution uh, between himself and the team. The strategy was great. And despite the brake problems, he still brought home the win with a charging Hamilton. So I think I will do a 9.5 out of 10 for Verstappen because really it was just another uh, great race from him, even when uh, the he's kind of down on his luck with the lap time being deleted and the brake issue, he still gets the most out of it. Lastly, looking at Sergio Perez, giving him a 6.5 out of 10. I don't think it was anything too stunning or too shocking uh, of a weekend for Perez. He certainly wasn't where his teammate was, but he wasn't completely way off in no man's land um, like he has been. Still not good enough by any means. I wasn't impressed by the weekend, but I think it was a pretty average performance Perez for Perez, uh, better than some of his uh, recent weekends. And generally... Um, I think the track just seemed a little challenging for Red Bull. Uh, It really reminded me of Singapore, just not as significant of a level. So I can't blame Perez for not getting through the field too, too much. Because I think overall, um, it was a a 
more challenging track for the Red Bulls there at Coda. But, uh, you know, Verstappen also had a bit of a hard time getting through the pack at the beginning. So can't fully blame Perez, but it also wasn't uh, the best race either. So six and a half out of 10 for him. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to my driver ratings for the United States Grand Prix. Uh, Look out for these driver ratings every race weekend from here on out. And we will be coming quickly to the Mexico Grand Prix. So look out for my predictions and my race review. And I'll see you guys in the next one.